Hi folks, Dan Keen here from the Moyle Valley Ford. You're listening to Painting Pictures. Friends, and welcome to the Painting Pictures podcast, the podcast ostensibly about painting pictures, but mostly about me, Gabriel Roberts, your host, the star of the show, with you for the duration of this podcast. I'm a man that lives in Vermont, and I shovel lots of snow in the wintertime. I'm also an artist. That's where the painting pictures thing Uh, comes in. And I'm also a famous comedian, which is great. It's a roller coaster ride, but um, I'm happy to be on it. Another roller coaster ride is what happens when I get home from work and I start a fire and it's cold outside. And we're in November still, but it's basically full on winter in Vermont. It's, It's beautiful. We've gotten loads and loads and loads of snow in the past few days and it's enough to make you go broke just paying your plowman it's a plow guys right now as if they needed any reason more to be amped up uh, they are amped up they are fully amped up well it's just a question of snow when when the snow flies and you've got a plow on the front of your truck and a, a number of driveways out there that they have chosen you of all the plowers, of all the guys with trucks with plows on them, guys and gals, they have chosen you. You are their plowman. It's an honor. and <laughs> it's It must be. I can only imagine the great honor it must be to be somebody's plow guy or gal. And when that snow flies, you know that you have free money. It, it reminds me of the game Paperboy by <laughs> Julian Smith. Now, I didn't have an author. The, name, the game was called Paperboy, and I played it on the computer. And you would ride your little bicycle on your paper route, and you'd see all the houses and the addresses, and you'd see some signs that would say, Subscriber! My brother and I always said, subscribe a boo <laughs> And then you'd chuck your paper into their walkway. You get points, of course, for nailing it right on their doorstep. And, uh, of course, you wouldn't collect cash for that. Well, I guess you would, delivering papers. I don't know. You, you, you would collect some cash. Well, this is way better because <laughs> you're in a truck, I imagine. You're in a truck and you've got a plow. And people, you know, you're, you're making more than a paper boy. Definitely more. I think it's like it's a good. It's like one of those secret little things that. Uh, what else is like it? It's entirely weather dependent. I mean, 
selling ski equipment, I guess, would be sort of similar, like ski passes. But like, what else profits so purely on snow than the plow industry, the snow plow industry? Greed! (laughs) Greed! No, it's not, there's nothing greedy about it. I just felt like pounding my fist on the table talking about a big, you know, like I was talking about a big industry, but it's not a big industry. It's, it's, uh, you, I don't think you could even call it an industry. It's a service. And if you live out here and you have a driveway, why you, you want this service because what it does is it saves you lots and lots of shoveling, which is good when you're, uh, job <laughs> as mine does sometimes involves eight hours of shoveling, as I did today. You don't want to come home and have to shovel more. Of course I do, because I, I get a certain extra pleasure out of shoveling my own little paths and driveway. But back to the plow, guys. Where, where else can you, like, just cash in on the weather like that? It snow flies, you go out there, and you plow those driveways. You're not going to go there. Well, there's, there's, there's levels of ethics in plowing, of course, because... You're, you're being paid by the plow. You're not being paid by the month because it does, if it doesn't, you know, it's not like a monthly service because if it doesn't snow, then uh, you're not going to be needed. This is maybe a really good idea for maybe there's a way to make money or as a flat rate plow guy and you just hope that it never snows <laughs> and you collect your flat rate. But most of them charge you by the plowing, as I understand it. I'm still a newbie here in Vermont. I'm still learning the ins and outs of all of these little things that involve shit that never happens in California. Like plowing, getting your freaking driveway plowed. But boy, when that snow flies, and it's not even December yet, and I'm going to be cutting my plowman a check for well over $100, I'm sure. And he's got probably, I don't know. I mean, you got to get up early and you got to get out there. And if it is snowy, you got to spend however long it takes. But my driveway probably takes less than 15 minutes. Probably takes more like five minutes. And it's right in town. It's a very hot ticket. I mean, if I were a plowman, this is this is a plowman's dream, this driveway. And I really, I should have dangled it out there more. More on that later. But that's a good little chunk of change. So say you've got a dozen driveways that you plow. Why, in a scant week or so, you've made 1200 bucks, And you could do it before your other job. I'm sure that's what these guys do. They do it before they go to work or whatever. And they just drive that plow truck to work and then like see if anybody else needs plowing. And and then I, I I don't know what the game is like. Is it like taxi cab drivers? Do they all know each other? Kind of. Like how weird would it be to just kind of throw yourself in there and be like, yeah, I'm I'm plowing and try to get some of those gigs. And I don't know. Is there a line like at a taxi stand? Probably not. Anyhow, um, you gotta have a plowman, folks. So I found us a, a plowman. I contacted the service provider by walking down to my front yard one day because I saw him filling up his truck at the garage next door to our house here in Craftsbury Village. It's no secret. Everybody knows we live we live in Craftsbury. Craftsbury. I've said it on this podcast before. Craft Craftsbury. 
And there was the there was the plowman uh, next to his plow trucks, and snow was flying. And uh, I I knew him already, and I said, "Hey, uh, would you like to plow our driveway, please?" And he said, "Yes." And he said, "I'll be uh, I'll be right over there. I'm just gonna grab a bite to eat, and I'll be right up." And I said, "Great." And I I happened to be home from work that day. It was a weekday, and I thought this is perfect. You know, uh, just getting this thing. It was like. Still middle November, I still had this fucking Triumph sports car in my driveway that a friend left at our place. And uh, we were getting a, just a ton of snow. It was like pouring down. It was it was dumping, as they say. Some people do. I say that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Raise my hand. <laughs> I say dumping. It's dumping out there. It's snowing sideways. Anyhow, he uh, didn't show up that hour two or whatever that afternoon. I thought I I didn't I didn't see him, and then um, and then a couple days went went by and it was still snowing and I was thinking about how this is just a thing. It's like so we recently purchased a house. I became a homeowner. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yep, and I um. I have to I have to figure everything out, okay? I got this big old house and yard and barn and driveway and well and well pump and well pressure tank, attic. I mean, it's not really, it's not a finished attic. Basement, basement, crawl space, bathrooms, wood stove, dishwasher, uh, washer dryer, you know, appliances, <laughs> Um, and I've got to I've just, I've got to figure it all out. Toilets, showers, figure it all out. Cause I'm a, that's what I am now. I'm a DIY guy. I'm a carpenter and I'm a, I'm a man and I'm going to, I'm going to figure everything out about this house and no, like I've gone into this with like no, uh, mm, what's the word? No holds barred. What does that even, what does that mean? Excuse me, man. Take a drink of water. No holds, holds barred. Is that really a thing? No holds, holds or holes? No holes barred? I think it's holds. I'm going into this home ownership thing like that I have to figure everything out and there's no, there's no wiggle room on that front. Like there's no tolerance for something in this property that I don't understand at all and haven't figured out and want to make sure is working and everything like that, which is a good thing, right? It's a good thing. It's a good thing, says Martha Stewart. Right before she sticks a turkey up her butt. It's a South Park reference. Not a, It's not a crude joke, folks. That's a South Park reference. Martha Stewart sticks a turkey up her butt. But it's a good thing having that sort of attitude, right? Because you do. You figure everything out. But it's I'm, I've gone about it with the sort of Virgo mentality of like everything has to be perfect right now and everything has to be working. So when snow is falling and I'm looking at our driveway... And I see a fucking tiny blue sports car sitting there that doesn't move. I'm thinking, we, we got a problem here. <laughs> we, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. I'm going to get this car out of here and I'm going to plow in here. Make sure we get somebody plowing our driveway. Because heaven forbid I would, you know, this is looking back. or This is like a week ago and I'm already looking back at this like I'm an older, wiser man. 
Like, heaven forbid the little sports car got covered in snow and we had to, like, shovel out. Well, I mean, actually, thanks to this uh, deluge of snow we've had, um, I'm kind of vindicated in my effort to get that sports car out of there and find a plowman because it's been crazy, yo. We got so much snow. Like... We were shoveling the snow off roofs today, and it was like three feet deep. And it's just, it's so much matter. It's so much mass just sitting there. Um, Back to the plow guy. So I, I thought he didn't show up. I don't know. I didn't see him. And then uh, I'm still working on getting the Triumph out of the driveway. And this guy's really busy, this plow guy. And so I kind of thought, like, uh, he just kind of forgot about it. He's really busy. That's cool. I wasn't really, I kind of, I don't know. I. That's all I'm going to say at this point. I'm going to move on to the story. I went with my my wife to get my oil changed from a local mechanic. And got to chatting with him and asked him to plow our driveway. <laughs> He said, sure, I'll be right down. You guys, what are you guys, you guys going to be home later? Yep, he comes by that evening, parks his fancy plow truck out front. We go out there and look at it together. And like, it's just sort of like, yeah, this is, <laughs> here's the driveway. And you've got that thing. So, you know, what else do we need to say? But we chatted a little bit and we both lamented the fact that there's a triumph in the driveway and i said you know hopefully that's gonna be out of here soon um he said you know talked about how often he comes etc basically said like i don't come all the time unless there's a bunch of snow saying he saying that he's an ethical plowman he doesn't just plow forever whenever he wants to and said he would charge such and such amount for each trip and i said great and then, um, so we had a, a plowman lined up and then I was talking to my wife and she's like, okay, so you should call the other guy. And I was like, yeah, I'll call the other guy. Definitely. Definitely was, was going to do that. Thanks for the reminder, sweetie, but I was going to do that. And <laughs> just kidding. I wasn't, she wasn't like thinking that I wasn't going to do it. I don't think maybe she was. In that case, she was totally unfounded because I was going to do it. <laughs> Hadn't forgotten. I'm not mad. And so I did. I called him and said, hey, we got somebody to plow our driveway. So, um, you know, no need to worry about it. Thanks a lot. And he said, oh, I was just there this afternoon. I, I backdragged it a couple times. And I said, you did not. He said, yeah, yeah, I was there. And he said, I, you know, I didn't make it up that afternoon. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't make it up that afternoon. Like I said, I would, but I've been there a couple of times already. And <laughs> I just realized I'm leaving out a huge key part of the story. But I, uh, I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I, I, I have never felt hardly ever felt shittier in my entire life than I did right then where I'd like hired somebody else when I'd already told him I was going to hire this guy and he'd been there. And I basically by hiring somebody else showed and telling him showed him that I, I kind of just thought he was a flake. 
like, oh, he's a flake. I'm going to get somebody else. And looking back at it, I think I, I like part of it was just wanting to chat with the mechanic about something else and like wanting to give him something. Like, oh, I, I just, I want to give you something. You can plow our driveway. And that's essentially the motivation of that. Um, I didn't know that he had plowed already, but I uh, thought somebody else had. When I got home from work, this is a Friday afternoon, and I'm still, you know, I'm in this mode. I'm just trying to figure out this driveway thing and trying to, trying to get a plow in there, trying to get the car out of there. And down, I'm shoveling our driveway a little bit because I'm thinking, okay, we don't have a plow guy. I'm just going to at least, like, sort of keep the bottom of the driveway clear. So shoveling, and I look at our lawn, our front yard, and there's this huge mound of snow that's been shoved up there. Just, like, monstrous. And I look around, and there's no other big piles of snow around, but there's a bunch of snow on the side of the road, and I just think the freaking town with their massive plow just gave us a big present of snow. Just mushed up a big old gob of snow onto our front lawn because fuck you newcomers in the fucking Wilkinson house we the, your house is right here across from the store and next to the garage and it's like we can we put our snow on your lawn fuck you <laughs> and I said fuck you fuck you I said this is bullshit so I threw my shovel down and I stormed down to the town garage which is just down the road I walked down there I had my knife with me and I was gonna straighten this shit out these fucking town plow guys aren't gonna make our front yard a fucking dumping ground for their snow there's a new kid in town I own this house and I'm gonna let them know Give him a little piece of my mind. So I walk down there, and there's no office, of course. There's not like, hi, welcome to the town yard. Please submit your comments here. There's a guy driving a, a, a front loader, loading up some sand. <laughs> and I sort of like hang around behind him for a little bit, walk towards him, and then think, ah, I, guy's running a big machine right now. I really don't want to bother him right now. Start heading back and then say, no, damn it, Gabriel. I'm a fucking man. I'm going to go talk to this fucking guy. And so I did. I turned around. I walked up to the excavator, the front loader, and he sees me. And then he sees me standing there. And so he lowers the bucket and he turns the thing halfway off. I don't know if you've noticed this about tractors and, and heavy equipment. There's like on and then there's on that like is for running the power and so you can sort of turn it halfway off. Well, you're not turning the thing off. It's still super loud but it's not quite as loud as when you're running it full speed and so you can sort of shout over it. And so I shout up to the ex, the man in the tall chair. I said uh, excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, um, can I ask you a question? I think I said, and he kind of looked at me, and I was like, uh, do you guys, like, take turns with, like, the snow that you're plowing and, like, where you put it? Because, like, we just got a big load of it on our front lawn. And he was like, no, we don't. What? What? No, no, we don't. We don't take any. We don't take any turns. 
Um, every everybody everybody gets it. If you're on the right side of the road, you're gonna get it when we plow the one way, and then if you're on the other side of the road, you're gonna get it when we come back. And I was like, I know, I know, I okay, I I know the snow's got to go somewhere, but um, I it's just like we just got this huge load pushed up. And he's like, "Where? Which house are you?" And I was like, uh, "We're in the old Wilkinson house. We're we're across from the store." Uh, I didn't hold his. I you know that was that was pretty much it. And he he basically said, you know, um, nobody gets discriminated against. Uh, and I said, "I ah, okay, I get it. I know this, the snow's got to go somewhere. Thanks a lot." And that was that was pretty much it. And I walked back and I felt like he kind of shut me down. But I felt like this is not the guy to make pick a fight with because I have no power (laughs) in this situation. And if they want to push snow onto our lawn, they're going to. And me like being annoying is not going to help our situation. So I decided to just let it be. And I'm glad I did. Because later, speaking to the plowman that I'd originally uh, contracted, I realized that he was the one that had pushed the massive pile of snow on our lawn. And it was, in fact, snow from our driveway that he was not pushing into the road because that's illegal. And so, um, again, I was uh, I was devastated. <laughs> I was devastated. I stood there in the kitchen shaking my head and let my wife comfort me. <laughs> totally devastated. Felt like a fool. Felt like a fool. And felt like I owed everybody an apology. And uh, st- felt like felt like an idiot for like 10 minutes. Just felt really shitty and sat there and chatted with my wife about it. And she's like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, the original plowman, the rest of our conversation was him saying, I, uh, I like to, you know, I like to keep people happy and me like trying to let him, me pay him for the two or three plows he'd already done and him flat out refusing and saying, that's my gift to you, which made me feel even worse, of course, because this guy's so nice. Um, Anyway, I stewed on it for like 10 minutes thinking about the town yard and how I'd gone and talked to that guy and just thinking like, this is me, this is me going overboard. This is me, this is my overactive mind, my like unrealistic expectations for things going a certain way and like trying too hard to control things. That's kind of, that's kind of what it is. Hmm? (laughs) Psychoanalysts? Hmm. Any uh any psychoanalysts out there? <laughs> Hi, are you a psychoanalyst? What do you think? Do you think I'm a control freak? That's kind of what I'm thinking, just looking back at it. You know what I'm saying? And uh so then after like ten minutes, I was like, you know what? I can do something about this. I can do something about this. I can undo this. I can call a guy who we just agreed to have plow our driveway, and I can say, sorry, man, uh, we already got somebody. 
and I'm sorry for the confusion. And then I can call the original plowman and say, uh, please continue plowing our driveway. And that's what I did. Um, I called the second plowman back and told him, and he took it very well. <laughs> and then I called the first plowman. I didn't get to talk to him, but I spoke to his wife, and I just said, please, uh, you know, carry on with the plowing. And I don't know, I haven't spoken to him since, but I've just imagined that he felt really good and like he likes me a lot because of that. And then to make sure that the second plowman also like continues to like me, I brought him some cookies. <laughs> so now I just need to go down to the town yard and find that guy on the front loader and give him a nice long hand job. And then everything will be right again everything will be right in the world um that's the major that's like the major news except that i got the triumph out of there fucking got it out of there um got it going with the help of a friend chained it to his truck so that when it bucked forward it kind of broke itself loose it was kind of stuck in, in out of gear i don't know i don't know how cars work i really like people can tell me over and over how these different things work that is transmission <laughs> and the transmission um and then it's just the clutch and then the clutch and your clutch and your flywheel are engaged and then they're not engaged and that's the thing that that's the cylinder with the pressure that does that and um and it's just like, I don't understand anything you're talking about right now. I'm not saying you don't know what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I suspect that's mostly how it'll, how it shall remain. But we got somehow got the car rolling again. This tiny British piece of shit car that's pretty fun to drive in is a convertible and was, you know, being threatened with just getting completely subsumed by snow. And I was considering asking the plowman to just treat it as another piece of snow and push it into our yard to get it out of, out of there. But I didn't, um, got it driven down, had to put chains on it, (laughs) um, to get it up a snowy driveway into a barn where it will sleep for the winter time, get devoured by mice um and the our driveway is now being plowed into submission <laughs> and i'm about to get the first bill from plow guy number one who i never actually agreed on a price with so i just that's just because that's you know what that's how i operate why would you gouge me on price you're a good guy you know i'm a good guy so i try and i trust you to give me the fair price and i i i, I think he will i'm quite sure he will uh, but it will be interesting to compare now that I got the price from the other guy. Anyway, um, so things are good. We got that straightened out. And we're basically at this uh, opening half hour of this podcast. And there's so much more to talk about. But I'm just going to um, I'm just gonna leave it there for now because I felt really good. So um, we'll take a little break and uh, I'll come right back with some jokes. Thank you. 
Here's something that bothers me, and maybe it shouldn't. The little square in my silverware organizer, this is in my silverware drawer, drawer, that has nothing in it. It's approximately three inches tall by whatever this silverware width is, like an inch and a half. And it's located above a slightly larger compartment that has like small forks and small spoons in it. And it's like, okay, so we're going to make this compartment for small forks and small spoons. And then we're going to leave this itty bitty little useless compartment above it that is completely empty despite the fact that the four sides around the silverware organizer in the silverware drawer are bulging and overflowing with shit. None of which fits in this teeny tiny little compartment. I just, that bothers me. These are the things that bother me. These are the things that bother me. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they shouldn't. But these are the things. These are the things that bother me. Before I prepare the meal, I like to feel the avocados. And touch the avocado, feel them. It's a, in a in a weird plastic mesh bag, then you cut the bag. Or you can you can pry the bag open with your fingers, just pull it apart and rend those plastic fibers and grasp the avocado and touch the avocado and see is it ripe? Is this avocado ripe? Is sort of ripe? And set it aside and I like to touch all of the avocados at least once. Is this avocado ripe? And touch it. Feel the avocado. Use your pointer finger to press ever so softly on the tip of the avocado. Right at the top. Give it a little a little press and say, Is this is this avocado ripe? <laughs> if it is, my friend, if the avocado <clears throat> is ripe, then you may begin. I went on a, a airplane ride the other day. Went to California and back uh, from Vermont. It was a miserable trip out um, in in some in some in some ways. It was miserable. Um, uh, I had actually had some seat room to myself, which was nice. But both of my flights out, the one to Chicago and then the one to Sacramento, were delayed. And I erroneously went ahead and asked my mom to come pick me up in San Francisco, which is where I got rerouted to from Chicago instead of Sacramento. Because it because my flight was delayed out of getting out of Chicago, I wasn't gonna make the flight from San Francisco to Sacramento. And the next one wasn't until like eight o'clock that night. Well, it turns out I uh I made it to Sacramento or Sac- San Francisco in time. I would have been able to make my connection. Guys, I would have been able to make my connection. <laughs> I I didn't think I was gonna make it and then I did. And while in the air, I was trying to 
contact my mom and be like, don't come get me. I'm going to make it. Because I figured this out at like halfway through the flight when the captain's like, oh, we were delayed for an hour. But uh, thanks to just going a little faster, we're going to have you there pretty much right on time. It's like, thanks a lot, buddy. I had 30 minutes to make my connection. And we're sitting on the runway for like an hour and 15 minutes before we leave. So little math in my head says, I'm not going to make that connection. I talked to one of the stewardesses, and she's like, uh, she's like a special steward. She's like a airport, like representative for the United, and she's like there to help people make their connections that are missing their connections. And she's overwhelmed because what do you know? A bunch of flights are delayed. What the fuck did you expect? This is your job, okay? So don't be overwhelmed. Your job is to help us, the travelers, who are rightfully overwhelmed make our connections that's your job so don't you get flustered and like get let us like comfort you like oh it's gonna be okay don't be stressed out obviously it's gonna be okay you're you fucking live here in chicago none of us live in chicago we're all trying to get somewhere else you get to just go home at five o'clock when your shift is up anyhow that's like a side note but she um i was like so um we're sitting here. We're like an hour getting out of here. Um, I had to ring the call button to get this attention, which I hate doing. But I'm sitting in my seat, and I'm like, um, I have a problem. I know everybody else has. I knew everyone else has. The, everyone else is dealing with shit. I, I just like usually when I get in a plane, I sort of go into this shutdown mode where like I'm not going to be the one that makes this like unpleasant or overwhelming or scary for anybody. Like, I'm just going to be, like, totally calm, and, like, I'm not even really here. So I had to break out of that a little bit to get someone to, like, um, can you come help me? I have, um, I have a problem. I'm important. And they sort of helped me. She was like, oh, yeah, you're not going to make that connection. So you can either stay here in Chicago until 7 and get the next direct flight to Sacramento, or, um, what was the other option? Or you can go to San Francisco and wait until 7 o'clock for the next flight to Sacramento. And I was like, okay, great. Um, I guess I'll have my mom come get me. Anyway, then in the flight, it turns out I'm going to make the connection. So I uh, try to contact my mom by like ESP. I'm like, please don't come get me. Just turn around, turn around. Mom, 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 (laughs) mom out there listen uh don't come get me yeah you don't need to come pick me up anymore everything is okay um but then i also tried to contact her through the internet which supposedly united has united wi-fi but the only website you can go to is their website uh you can and the only app you can use on the phone is the United app, which allows you to watch movies, which is great if you want to watch your movie, a movie on your phone. If you have like a modern smartphone uh, with like a big battery in it. And I don't. OK, so that wasn't me. And I or you, you have like a modern smartphone where you like feel OK about downloading new apps and updating your apps. Also not me. So I couldn't do that. And I, again, had to press the button to get someone to come help me and I was like hey hi um my mom is coming to pick me up in San Francisco she's driving from Sacramento 
And I didn't think I was going to make my connection in San Francisco to Sacramento, but now, because we're going faster, is that true? Did I just hear the captain say that we're going to be like, um, we're going to be only like 15 minutes behind schedule? She's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. And I was like, okay, great. So, um, so I'm trying to reach my mom to let her know that she doesn't have to come get me in San Francisco. Um, is there any way I can use a phone or somehow call her? And she was like, no, no, uh, there isn't. Um, and she's, and, and she's like, maybe you could use the internet. And I was like, yeah, but, um, the only website I can go to is the United website. And like my phone doesn't work to like send messages. Um, is there any other way, any other way I can contact her? And she was basically like, um, no, I, I, not that I can think of, but yeah, um, you should, you should be able to make that connection. It looks like we're going to be there on time. And she walks away. (laughs) Thanks. Great. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up for not having any idea what I was talking about. And either thumbs up for not making an effort to understand this me and what I'm going through or just thumbs up for being a retard. (laughs) Okay. Either way, thumbs up, two big thumbs up. (laughs) Uh, Stewardess, you really just knocked that one out of the park. So I reverted to ESP and tried to contact my mom, which didn't work. (laughs) And so I got off the plane and, uh, she was already there ready to pick me up in San Francisco. And I, uh, I stopped by the counter for the uh, f- flight to Sacramento, which was directly adjacent to the gate that I arrived on. What are the chances of that? <laughs> Never happens. As if there was any doubt left in my mind whether or not I would have made this connection. The gate's right there. And I go up and I say, there's a couple people there behind the counter. And I said, uh, hey, I'm wondering if I can um, pick up my bag Um and and the woman's like whoa 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 like goes into full like alert mode like whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing like whoa let me and I was like I I'm my mom's here my family's here to pick me up I uh, thought I wasn't gonna make this connection and so they came out to pick me up so I'm not gonna get on this flight so can I I wonder if I could grab my bag and they're like no it's too late it's too late and I said uh, great. Uh, great. And I sort of like wanted to commiserate. And the one guy there was like sort of jovial. And so I sort of gave him a little bit of the, like, you know, we were like an hour and a half getting out of Chicago and I didn't think we were going to make it. So I told him to come pick me up. And now, um, we like made so much time up in the air and he, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they like made up so much time. And I was like, so now I could have made the connection, but they're already here. So we're going to, you know, drive back. And he's like, oh, we have time to catch up. And he's like, uh, um, traffic's probably going to be pretty bad going back to Sacramento. He's <laughs> like, thanks. Give, I uh, give you a thumbs up too, buddy. Thanks for, uh, thanks for stating the obvious. Um, and like sort of, sort of poking fun at how I'm going to have to deal with something that your company created for me. <laughs> Big thumbs up, thumbs up for that. Anyway, this is all to get to a joke about on the flight. This is the same, probably the same flight. I don't know. There's, um, I'm sitting near the back, which is where the stewardesses live. And 
there's a guy, I think he must have dropped his hat. And so a stewardess says, hey, um, she picks up, here, sir, this is your hat. And he's like, oh, thanks. And she's like, I can put this right back here for you if you'd like. And he says, oh, no, thanks. Uh, with my luck, I'd just forget it. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to point out that has nothing to do with your luck, sir. Uh, perhaps your intelligence or your capacity for recalling details, your memory. But luck has nothing to do with it. <laughs> you forgetting your hat, that's not bad luck. Okay, that's you forgot your hat. <laughs> that's like saying, um, oh, I forgot to brush my teeth this morning, and now I have terrible morning breath. That's ah, bad luck. <laughs> no, that's not bad luck. No, you just forgot to brush your teeth, and now your breath reeks. Um, or I, for, I forgot to water the plant and now it's dead. Oh, bad luck. <laughs> no, 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 that's not bad luck. Bad luck for the plant, perhaps, in getting you as their owner and caretaker. But not that's not your bad luck. That's you forgetting to water your plant. I wrote down <laughs> one more. Uh, I forgot to open the garage door before I drove into the garage. And now my garage door is destroyed and my car is totaled. Just my luck. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, luck luck had nothing to do with that one. Maybe if you were blind and you were pressing a bunch of buttons hoping that one of them would open the garage door and there was only one button that didn't open the garage door before you drove into it and you happened to press that one, that might have been your bad luck. But not if you have eyes that can see, my friend. Guys, I gotta, I'm gotta. i just going to wrap this up here. Um, I got to do a really cool thing recently for or with Vermont Vaudeville, and I impersonated Dan Keene. Um, that was him introducing the podcast in the very beginning. He's a local car salesman, and his radio ads are super annoying. And I did a bit of him leading a yoga class for seven minutes. And it was a really funny juxtaposition of this totally obnoxious radio personality with the soothing, um, healthful routine of yoga. So if you'd like to check that out, go to YouTube and type in, or I'll put a link in the show notes, which are at gaberobertsart.com. I can't believe I'm actually saying this, guys. It's been so long since I've... It's just been so long since I've made a podcast. And, like, to me to actually be saying these words where I'm talking about, like, the show notes and, like, imagining it being up there online and, like, you going there and visiting it and checking it out. Like, it's super emotional right now, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's super emotional. But you can go to Gabe Roberts Art dot com and look at the podcast thing for the it'll be on the just just right there just right there and i'll put a link to this video or maybe the video will be there i don't know but you can go to it's on youtube and check that out um if you like the podcast rate and review it on itunes all the other itunes podcasts that i listen to say it really helps it really makes a difference and maybe there'll be more of them uh, if you have any questions, the email address is gaberobertsart at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Um, 
until next time, happy holidays. What do I usually say? Adios. Until next time, adios.